Blog Talk Radio. Conversations on the way. Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell, and um, if you're a listener to the podcast, you know that we always welcome in guests who uh, are involved in some way in the Viatorian community. We've learned so much about the work being done by the Viatorians and uh, the role that uh, just about any of us can play in that community. And today, a great conversation lined up with uh, a mother and daughter duo from uh, from the Las Vegas area, Rosie and Abby Hartz. They're going to talk to us about. Uh, the Viatorian influence on their family, faith formation in the home, and I think a lot of very interesting things. So first of all, as we begin, Rosie, Abby, I, I want to say thank you for taking the time. It's really nice to have you with me today. Uh, yes, thank you, Jim. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it's it's um, it's going to be fun. I am really intrigued by your particular stories. And, Rosie, I'll start with you. Just give me a little information about your, your family. So we, um, I got a job at St. Vitor when I was 20 years old as a youth minister. Didn't know that now approaching 41, I would still be there. So we have raised our children there. We've gotten got married at St. Vitor. Um, both our kids went to St. Vitor school. Abby goes to Gorman now. Kara, our youngest, is in seventh grade at St. Vitor. And we've just really been involved and invested and extremely blessed by the Viatorian community out in Las Vegas and in Chicago. Tell me about the the presence in in las vegas you mentioned uh elementary school parish high school um uh, i think the viatorians have, have really established themselves there what what's it like being a family in that community oh gosh being a family in in vegas and being viatorian is definitely something where we can celebrate and go to dinner together we can um we always hang out after the five o'clock mass we have popsicles i mean vegas is a tricky city you know my husband's a um, police officer out here, so we see the good and we see the bad, but we try to make sure that we're always seeing God present here. It's been a fun um, city to raise and, our kids. Well, and it's, it, it's such an interesting place for the Viatorians who have put down roots, but they have such a strong presence there. Um, you mentioned here in Chicago as well, um, the, the parish and, and uh, the high school. Um, through all of this are certain threads that run, and, and one is the role for lay people, um, we've had some podcast discussions about being a Viatorian associate. Now, Rosie, I think you and your husband are both associates? Yes, we've both been associates for over 10 years. Tell me about that, what that role entails and and the benefit or the the satisfaction you found from taking on that role. Yeah, we, I mean, we love being a Viatorian associate because we really feel like we're part of the community together. But an example of that is um, we started a campus ministry program at uh, St. Vitor Elementary School. So that's something that 6th, 7th, and 8th graders um, are able to take part in, and that's kind of how we have been able to really introduce some Viatorian charisms by having this campus ministry program at a younger age, and we've seen the benefit of our own children through that program. Um, We love being associates just because we're closely connected to all the people in the community, but our children have thrived from, from being around other Viatorians, which has been a really good thing for them to see. 
Well, let's hear from Abby in, in that regard. And Abby, maybe kind of take me back to, to your first involvement in, in the parish or what some of your early impressions were of the Viatorian community. Yes, well, I was raised at church. I was raised going to the youth groups and hanging out with the older kids. But I feel like the Viatorians definitely embrace the idea that the youth is the future of the church. And I feel like that is like a really important thing because that's all we really have in our future. And I feel like the Viatorians have left a really good impression that they have faith in the youth. And and you've worked your way through the programs, been involved different ways. What what are you doing currently in terms of the, the parish or the community? Well, I just got confirmed this past year, and now I'm helping lead, like, first-year confirmation for the first-year kids. And I'm really involved at school. We have a campus ministry program, so, like, doing different service hours and trying to, like, show people that it's, so like, how to help different things and, like, just, like, really get them involved. And you mentioned fighter youth. Um as a program, as a, a means of being involved, what what does the structure of that look like? What um, what are some of the things that young people get involved with in the parish? Yeah, well, this year we're going on NCYC, which is the National Catholic Youth Conference. So we do that, but we kind of have like a group of kids, and like everybody just kind of consistently shows up. Like it, it usually like looks up to just looks like just coming in on Sunday and just being there, and everybody being together, and we have like different discussions over like helping plan confirmation and we're doing all these different things but it's more about like being together in community and not like being like all separated or like on zoom screens like it's just nice to see faces and i think like vider youth is like just as much as it's like the faith formation program it's the people that help put that together and rosie i want to go back to something you said very very intriguing to me when you talked about being around the dinner table as a family and the discussions mm-hmm. that happen there um First of all, people, families being around the dinner table just in and of itself may be something that we're losing uh, in so many places. But once you're there, if you can get the family together to have open and interesting discussions, what what has that meant to your family? And, and has that been something that you've structured and strove to, you know, to really strive to make sure that you were able to accomplish? Yeah, no, I, it means a lot. I think during the pandemic, we went from a lot of dinners at the dinner table, really. We were eating breakfast at the Nook and lunch at the – the little table and dinner at the dining room table. And it brought back a sense of community, even in our own house where our conversations, like we would have in church, we would say, good, bad, God, tell me something good. Tell me something bad. Tell me where you saw God today. We were able to bring that home to the dinner table. And that's part of who we are when we come to God's table on Sundays at liturgy around the same table. It's just been a common thread of, of who we are um, as a family and as Viatorians that our faith is important enough that we're going to always talk about it at the dinner table. But gosh, that pandemic, Sure did bring us back to the table. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Abby, what about being a, a you know a young adult, um, teenager, or even younger at, at that dinner table? Um, did your parents influence you in terms of your faith formation? Was it more the the parish or your peers uh, combination thereof? I think it was a combination of everything. Just like being in the community, or just like seeing these different people that you look up to whenever you're little, and like seeing them on like their faith journey. I think that really influenced me. And do you feel comfortable through through this process having discussions about faith? A lot of young people sort of are reluctant to open up about that. Yeah, definitely. And I think for, like, many people, at least in Las Vegas, it's kind of easier because you're walking around the street and you see somebody, like, like no matter where you look, there's going to be some sort of poverty and then there's going to be some way, how, how can I help them? Because it's so hot here and there's all these different problems that we face. 
And I think that there's always like the service kind of part of our faith is always being seen here. And I think that really helps. We're uh, really enjoying conversation today with Rosie and uh, Abby Hartz uh, from Las Vegas, uh, the St. Vider Parish there, and learning really about faith formation in the family, uh, the influence in the school, in the parish, in the church, uh, a lot of great conversation, and we certainly appreciate the time they're taking with us today as we kind of work our way through some of their experiences. And speaking of experiences, Rosie, you, or I'm sorry, Abby, you mentioned the National Youth Conference, and I know that's a very important uh, experience for a lot of young people. What can you tell me about uh, about that and what you have experienced or what you're looking forward to? Yes, I was able to go the last time it happened in 2019, and I think it was really moving because, like, one of the main things that we did there was adoration, and I've never seen adoration done like this, but it was just like you're in this arena, so, like, like where you'd see, like, a football game, and it's filled with teenagers that, like, are all into their faith, and I think that's just so unique because you're not going to get that experience anywhere else. And I think experience, experiencing adoration like that was really something amazing for my faith, and I think it influenced a lot of us today because, when we came back from Indianapolis, we wanted to go and we wanted to have adoration at our church. We wanted to like make help more people get involved and show them this side of the faith that we really haven't seen before, and we really enjoyed that. And I think I'm really looking forward to like seeing different guest speakers or just hearing like the stories from people who have been able to go serve on like different missions and things like that. Uh, it's interesting to look at a situation in which there is a, a parish and a parish school. Um, a lot of conversation constantly, but certainly in terms of the last year with COVID um, that we see in here in different places. Rosie, can you sort of share your thoughts as a, as a parent about the value of, of Catholic education in today's world? Oh, sure. I mean, the value of Catholic education is huge. We would do anything possible to make sure our kids had a Catholic education for their faith, for their safety, and for they, how they've learned to treat one another, but also how they've been able to treat adults with respect and with love. And there's a lot of compassion, I think, for, for them, for their peers, whenever they really see somebody in need, they want to help, and they're going to figure out a way how to help them. And I think that's the difference um, that Catholic education provides. It also provides just these lifelong learners who really thrive um, because of their education to make change in this world. And that, to me, is something me and my husband did not grow up in Catholic school, so we would do whatever it takes to continue this journey for our children because they've thrived through it. It's uh, it's great to hear endorsements like that, especially based on, on your experiences. Um, let, let's talk, and I'm going to ask both of you to take a turn at answering this, but um, when, when others are looking to explore or deepen their faith, sometimes it's uh, you know a little intimidating, not sure where to go, um, and I'll, I'll start with you, Rosie. What, what would you recommend to people who might have that urge, who who'd say, look, I want to find something? How, how how do they go about it? How should they open themselves up? And, and what does a Viatorian community offer in that regard? Okay, I think one of the easiest ways, if you want to find God and you want a relationship, sign up for some area to serve. Work in a pantry, work at a pop-up pantry where you're serving carloads and putting food in there. Do something where you see the face of God in others. And I think that always opens up the conversation that you really want to have through prayer, but it makes your heart soften and it makes your heart thrive to help others. And I always think service is the easiest way to open up a relationship with God. And when you're serving with others, that opens up more doors for youth ministry. 
And, and Abby, what are your thoughts then? I agree. I think, too, like, seeing God in just, like, the little things, like, just, like, if you just, like, are looking for, like, to start, like, building up, like, a relationship with God, like, just seeing where you saw him throughout your day. And, like, I feel like prayer for some people can come off as, like, really intimidating. And I think it's, like, you just got to, it's just a conversation with you and God. And, like, you can just make it as casual as, like, a normal conversation. You just be, like, hey, Jesus, like, or whatever, however you want to do that. But you can make it as casual as you want it to be. And it doesn't have to be some big ordeal because you can get, like, like, you don't, not a lot of people just jump into the pool. Like, they just, like, walk, mm-hmm. like, into the pool. Like, you just get, like, your toes, like, and you know what I mean? Like, just, like, slowly yeah. get into this. So so let me ask you this, Abby, and we've got a minute or so left here. Um, you talked about prayer. You talked about conversation. Um, in talking to some of the Viatorians on, on this podcast and, and throughout other dealings, I often hear about listening, you know, listening to God's word, listening to God's call. How would you explain to your peers, to young people, about listening and being open to hearing from God? I think that, like, for young people, at least, listening is really hard and that it's really hard just to find the time to, like, want to be quiet and want to listen or just want to look for these different, like, signs that you think you're looking for. But I think listening happens sometimes in the times that you're not expecting it. Like, I just got my driver's license, and I feel like that's, like, a time where I can sometimes, like, listen to God or, like, I have, like, sometimes, like, a church sometimes on, like, randomly, and I'm, like, oh, wow, this is, like, such a God sign, and then, like, it just kind of helps set the tone for the day. But, like, I think God signs are, like, a little bit of, like, me listening to God. Like, sometimes, like, I'm thinking about something and I'm worried, and then something happens, and I'm, like, oh, my God, this is, like, where I just saw God, and that just, like, really improves my day. Well, that's a a great perspective, and... um... Certainly very interesting conversation today, and I want to thank you both for being here, Rosie and Abby Hartz uh, from uh, the Las Vegas community, the St. Vider community out there, sharing a great deal about their faith journey. And um, we really do appreciate the time to be with us. The Vitorian community, of course, proclaims Jesus Christ and his gospel and raises communities where faith is lived, deepened, and celebrated. Founded by Venerable Louis Curbs, the Viatorians are professed brothers and priests and lay associates, as you heard today, striving to do everything well so that through us Jesus may be adored and loved. And that includes the St. Vitor Catholic community and its faith formation programs, from children's faith formation to sacramental prep to Vitor youth activities. This community strives to prepare students to live in the world as responsible Catholics through knowledge of their faith. And to keep up with the activity, follow at Vider Youth on Instagram, or visit stvider.org, and that's S-T-V-I-A-T-O-R.org for more information. On behalf of the Viatorian community and Rosie and Happy Heart, I'm Jim Mitchell. Thanks so much for listening and being a part of our podcast today.